Hello, my friends, and welcome to episode two of Humans Are Weird, a podcast where we talk about life, happiness, and all the strange things that come with being human. Today, I'm joined by a special guest and a very dear friend, Jerome. How you doing, friend? Hey, thanks for having me, man. I'm doing well. I'm doing really well. Thank you for joining. You're my first guest. I was really thinking about who, who I wanted to join for this, and I was like, I, I really felt like I wanted you to be a part of it, to, for you to be the first guest onto it. No, dude, I, I appreciate it. When you hit me up and you were like, you'll be the first guest, I was, I was honored, man. Like, I thank you. I, I appreciate the uh, the opportunity, and, and hopefully I can provide some insight or help to some people in some way. I don't know, <gasps> through telling uh, my story. <laughs> I would love that, yeah, because I think that's... I've known you a long time, Jerome, and you've gone through a lot and you've been able to like really grow and your views of just like what's important in life. And mainly you've always been kind of someone that I've looked up to. You've always been someone that, you know, you kind of took me under your wing when I was a kid and showed me all about YouTube. But more than that, you showed me a lot about life. You shot like there's so many things that I am who I am today because of the things that I learned from you, whether or not, I know it's always kind of like a joke between us, but I think that's something that's, that's always really resonated with me. And I really appreciate that. No, thank you, man. I'm glad to hear that. I know um, some of the lessons may be not great. <laughs> some are definitely <laughs> bad than good, but either way, they're all, edu they're, they're educational nonetheless, right? Like they all got us to where we are today. Yeah. And that's uh, that's what matters. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And so one thing I love to do before we get into a drum, let's take a minute to, to kind of ground ourselves here and now to really kind of become more present, become more aware, become more mindful of, of now. And so take a couple of deep breaths. And uh, for those of you listening and watching along, please join me. So start by resting, softly closing your eyes and Breathing in through the nose, filling the whole body with air, and then softly letting go, sinking deeper into your body, breathing in through the nose, and taking a moment to appreciate having stopped not having anywhere to go or anything to do. Taking time to feel the weight of your body resting against the chair, the sound of the music, and slowly following the breath as we inhale and exhale. Nice. Thank you, friend. And so as we kind of jump into this, I, I guess we'll kind of start it off by a question of what is, I know start with like a crazy one, but what is happiness to you, Jerome? And how does that kind of change over your time as being a human? Yeah, I, I think from the little insight that I've gotten over the years, uh, to me, happiness is the pursuit thereof it's not so much a place that you should try to obtain it's not a thing it's not tangible and the more 
that you think that it is, let's say once you get to that goal where let's say you thought that happiness was obtaining this or getting this status or getting whatever it is in life, when you get there, you'll realize you're not happy. Uh, you got that thing. The real happiness comes from pursuing this goal. And what I've learned over time is that making sure that those goals are not finite fixed things. They aren't like, I want to have this much money. I want to have in my career, for instance, I want to have this many views or, you know, whether for you, like I want to uh, graduate college. Those are all good things to do. Don't get me wrong. But if you fix your happiness on those things, once you get there, you'll have nothing. Instead, look for bigger things to do that that can be expanded upon. Like, for instance, uh, perhaps a goal for happiness would be something like, I want to uh, have a family. And so pursuing that, the act of finding a, a partner, the act of, of having children. And then once you have the children, right, the goal isn't just hit. You're not like, oh, I have the children. I'm done. No, now you have an entire life to raise. You have another, you know, literally the rest of your life to participate in this person and that goal. And it's not easy to identify goals that can be expanded upon in that way. But trust me, if you are looking for happiness in a fixed concept, you're not going to find it. You're going to hit it, and then you're going to realize that that was not happiness. But finding something that can be expanded on is profound. That's such a good point. I, I absolutely love that because it's so true that we, we believe that if there as you said there's something that we want and if we get that thing then we'll be happy and we have nothing else but the funny thing is is once you get there you realize it it's so short-lived because it's like wow i got it it's so cool and then it's almost you kind of become complacent or stagnant in life because you you've achieved it and you got that thing that you you thought would bring you happiness but now you're kind of just left here and you're like well what next right and i yeah. love well i'll give you a great for instance uh tootie in our field how many times have you heard someone say the words i just want to get a million subscribers <laughs> how many times have you heard that dude oh my god absolutely and i think that's why you're someone that was so good to bring on here because you and i i know we've seen so many people that were just so I don't want to use the word bloodthirsty, but they were so hungry. They were so driven to to get somewhere, right? They were always trying to get somewhere. They're always, you know, oh, I just need to get X amount of views or X amount of dollars or like once I get there. But where are you getting, right? What is it? What is who do you really change if you get a million subscribers or a million dollars, right? That the fundamentals of who you are never change and people I think that's the the great uh, like plague that really sweeps across, especially people in mainstream media and on TikTok and all of these things is, oh, once I'm here, I'll be famous. And that's something that I struggled with so much as I thought once I got famous, once I blew up on YouTube, I'd be happy. And I, re I realized once I got there, I was actually less happy because now I had it and I was still upset. And so now I had no excuses. And I feel like I learned a lot of, from you because I know there's a lot of other people that are always grinding, but you always took time to to be able to kind of enjoy things in life and be able to, to do things like that. And that's been- Sometimes a little too much. <laughs> <laughs> of course, everything in moderation. <laughs> no, but I am. Um... 
a hundred percent. You know, I, I've always believed in if you're doing something, you might as well put your all into it. And I do, and I put a lot of effort into it. But I think one thing that I had to learn early on was at what point are you putting too much effort into it, right? So, like, put, giving it your all doesn't mean giving it 120% all the time. Because then you're just going to eventually burn out. You're eventually not going to be able to continue that pace. For me, giving it your all is finding that max threshold you can hit consistently for you know ever if that's the case you know what i mean and, and and consistency means different things to different people some people's batteries are you know they could do an eight hour work day five days a week and that's it okay if that's truly your battery then that's fine uh some people that will take that and then try and do eight nine ten eleven twelve hours a day seven days a week and like i used to do i used to work probably 12 13 hours a day seven days a week including holidays i was working christmas and i was i was literally working holidays like 12 hours a day people don't believe that but it was true i mean tootie was there for a lot of it yep i um, was there and that's unsustainable right that's not that's not a sustainable thing that wasn't whatever and so now i've drawn it back and now i've found like a healthier i probably work eight to ten hours a day five days a week and then on the weekends i work like two to three hours and for me, that that's like, well, like I said, my battery is a little different. Someone might do less. Someone might look at me and go, and a guy working for himself only working that. And then some people might scoff at it. But everyone's different. And for me, that's like kind of where I'm at where like that's how much time I can consistently commit and not get burnt out and still have time to enjoy life. And more importantly, pursue the things that actually make me happy. Right? Like the, the work stuff it's a passion of mine i like making family friendly content it's what i'm passionate about making people smile making them laugh and although i can't fix their problems giving them a distraction sometimes when you're going through some hard times in life is just as good i don't know if you've ever been in those positions where like sometimes you just gotta get through it whatever that it is and sometimes a nice distraction is all you need and that's what i hope to provide for people is just some uh, a nice safe space so they can enjoy content and forget about whatever's going on in their life um, but once again, I also need to take time for myself and do different things. And, and that's kind of where I've gotten to at this stage of my life. Now that I'm in my late twenties, you know, uh, I, I'm, uh, I'm starting to try to be more family oriented. And I think that that's bringing me a lot more happiness. I love that. Yeah. Cause I think that's something is you've always been such a hard worker. You've always just put in so much work. And one of the things that you said that I really like is that, you know, work or do the things that really encompasses, you know, your battery or how much energy you have. And there's a saying that I absolutely love, and it's always do your best. Like no matter what, always do your best. But the thing is your best can vary from day to day. If you're really sick and, you know, exhausted and you're tired and you're dealing with something, your best is obviously not going to be the same as when you're feeling 100% and you have loads of energy. And so it's about being able to just do what you can with what you currently have, the tools that are available, the energy you have, you know, the situation you're in. And so it's always about doing your best with those intentions and those things in mind and not to compare, you know, who you were yesterday. You know, maybe you could be sometimes for me personally, I'll get frustrated. It's like, well, yesterday I was able to do all of these things and I was able to put in all this work and do these things. But today I'm I'm tired and I really can't do all of these things. And I think it's important. Like you, I love that you use the word battery because batteries need to be recharged. And so we go through things in our life where, you know, we'll have a full battery, 
but then we use all of the energy at our battery and we need time to rest and be able to recuperate. That's just kind of an aspect of being human. Exactly. And the reason why it's so important is because, especially in the YouTube space, I've seen tons of people go through uh, burnout. And, you know, you never want to find yourself in a position that, one, you're burnt out, um, because that's just not a good mental headspace to be in. Um, but also, you know, the repercussions of that burnout are far greater than if you had just done something a little slower and more consistently, right? Like, if you were able to just maintain that pace, you wouldn't have to experience the burnout, which would is just so detrimental to your to your mental health. But you also will have something more sustainable, and and you won't have to just pick up the pieces once you're done with burnout. And that's sometimes pick up the pieces is hard, and I've even seen it be for some people impossible to get back what they once had when they could have just you know found a more sustainable workload, uh, I suppose. So. What do you think, and at least your own experiences, what causes you to work to the, to the point that you do burn out? Like, how was it in your life that you found yourself just working yourself so much and, you know, you were doing these things that you felt that you kind of got burnt out? And, you know, how do you think this happens to people? Uh, I There's probably an endless amount of ways, but the two biggest ones that I personally can attest to is, is one is – uh using it as a distraction or coping mechanism you know like mm -hmm. let's say like things weren't going great in your life and you were like when i first started youtube you know i was not like all throughout high school when i was doing youtube i wasn't a happy individual i was i was quite i, I wouldn't say depressed but i was i was quite the opposite of happy i was not i was just kind of floating along i was just yeah here. um I, I wasn't great um i had I've, I've dealt with anxiety a lot my entire life it's it's been a dominating force but i've realized that you got to use it to your advantage which is something we can get into a little later that it's it's a tool and if you treat it like a tool it can actually help you out a lot um but that's the conversation maybe for either another time or later in this um but i've realized that uh obsession and coping mechanism are two reasons why people fall into it the first obsession at some point you know when you're looking at those stats and things are really starting to explode like for instance in my uh, towards the end of my freshman year of college uh, so that would be 2013 as uh, a lot of people like to remind me the good old days where they go i want the old jerome back <laughs> can't tell you how many times i've heard that one that, that was those days uh, that was when you know uh, that was when cops and robbers and hunger games were popping off mm -hmm. um which was a different time for me. Those are two Minecraft mini games. If people have no idea what I'm talking about, <laughs> uh, it was popping off on YouTube for me at the time. And um, and when, when that was going on, you know, I was I became obsessed. I was looking at these numbers rising quicker than I'd ever seen before. You know, what I'm saying like I would have days that would have so many views. It would have been my entire career for the prior three four years in a single day. And I was like, oh my god, like oh my god, God, like we got it. Like what what is happening? Like my my brain was like melting. Um. And so, you know, I became obsessed with it. And then you fall into the trap of just how do I put in more time and more time and more time and more time and more time. And then eventually you burn out. And yeah. then the other way, like I said, as a coping thing is, you know, well, here's this thing that distracts me. I, I go into the zone. You know, I get into the zone. I get into character. I, I, it's not that it's a character I play. I like to tell people it's like a over-personified version of myself. Like if you yeah. know me in real life. You will say that I am just like I am in my YouTube videos, but with like 50% less energy. It's just an over-personification of me. It's not a fake me. It's me. It's just overly 
I'm not. No one can. No one has that energy. At least I don't think so. Maybe some people do. That's that's nuts to think about. But <laughs> I don't. <laughs> um, to, to you know, maintain that all day long, and so uh, being it was a distraction, it was easy to fall into that. Yeah. Yeah. And absolutely. Was, mm-hmm. I th- I like what you talk about, and I think you and I've talked about this before. Is the the zone as you talked about, right? It's because when you're doing something that you really love or you're really passionate about, you get to fall into this thing. You know, it goes by so many names. It goes by the name, the the zone, uh, flow, uh, meditation. And it's this thing that I want to try to explain it at some point, do a dedicated video for it. But for anyone who's really passionate about something, something you really love, maybe it's drawing, piano, sports, filming videos. There's something in your life where by doing this, it's almost like, everything else kind of disappears and you're just there there's no past or future there's no there's you are just completely connected with what you're doing and that's kind of like what you're talking about is and that's the thing with people that love doing like what you call them adrenaline junkies people that love jumping out of planes or racing cars or doing these crazy things it's the it's a way to force you into this state of kind of flow where you're fully concentrated and fully immersed in whatever you're doing. And really, I think this is the kind of the cure for things like depression or anxiety or overall kind of negative emotions that build up in us because it allows us to have an outlet, an outlet of creativity to kind of flow with. And I think that's so, you've always been able to really get into it with videos. Yeah, it's uh you know, no matter what's going on in my life, as soon as I turn on that camera, I'm good to go. And it's, and it's crazy me because I could be in a very bad place. Like, like I could be depressed at different times in my life or things of that nature. And, uh, it doesn't, it doesn't affect my videos. You would have no idea if you watched my videos because I just, uh, and it's not like I'm putting on an act. I genuinely just fall into this place, the, the zone or the flow state, as you called it. I, I, and it's very difficult to explain uh, to people if they haven't experienced it themselves. It saddens me that a lot of people have not experienced it. However, mm-hmm. there there are probably people out there listening who have. And, and it, it comes in so many forms. It comes in sports. There are some people that they just, they hit it. They get in the zone. They get in the yep. moment. And they, um, uh, you know, it, athletics are a great way to do it. Um, athletics are just great for you in general. You you want to you stay active. Like, please, for, like, for your own mental health, stay active physically. Yep. Um, once again, a whole other topic for another time. <laughs> There's so many <laughs> different things. But but just uh, if I can leave you with that note, um, that's a good one. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I, it's so difficult to explain what the flow state is. But it's basically you just everything around everything else in the world melts. All your anxiety is gone. You're present. You're here. You're you're mm-hmm. now. The, the the stuff that happened yesterday that's been on your mind like when you tripped over your shoelace and think that everyone in class is never going to forget about it. And they will, <laughs> because they don't care, because no one cares. Um, which is something I've started to come to terms with. Not that no one cares, it's an exaggeration, but no one, no one, think, 
how about this? Don't assume what other people are thinking. And if you ever get anxious about it, assume that people think of things the way you do. If I saw someone trip over their shoelace, I wouldn't think about it the next day and be like, that guy is, uh, he, he, you know, he's so clumsy. <laughs> I wouldn't, I wouldn't think that personally. So why would I assume, even though I, I do it, same as probably people listening, you would, you think though, oh, if I did it, that they'll think this. Well, well, don't do that. They're not thinking about it the same way you wouldn't think about it. Like it's, I don't know. Isn't that getting on a tangent here? Isn't that so <laughs> funny how the mind works? How the mind kind of like tricks us into into thinking that everybody else is thinking about us. Like everyone else is thinking about like, oh, I think I'm so clumsy, or you know, or that awkward moment. Everybody's thinking about that. No, everybody's thinking about their own awkward moment, right? Like you tripped on your shoelace yesterday. But you're so busy th thinking about that, you know, maybe all the people that watched you, well, that person, uh, you know, maybe they pooped their pants that day and that's all they can think yeah. about, right? And so it's so interesting that we all kind of live in our own worlds of problems and anxieties and worries. And we all think that everyone else has these same similar things because the mind has a really, it's really interesting because the mind loves to focus on one thing and when the mind focuses on that one thing, that's all you see. And that's what you think everybody else sees as well. And so it can just be super overwhelming. And I know that's something, it's, I find it kind of interesting because I think that you and I come together at almost opposite ends of the spectrum because there's a great saying that says, if you're anxious, you're living in the future. If you're depressed, you're living in the past. And if you're at peace, you're living in the present, you're living now. And I think that's a pretty good uh, kind of telltale sign. If you're always thinking about the past, what could have been, what you know, mistakes you've made, that kind of comes in the form of what people call depression. And if you're always worrying about what could happen or what might happen, you call that anxiety and they have different feelings to them. And so it's interesting that I kind of came from a place of thinking about the past and worrying about that, where you, Jerome, seems that you've kind of come more from the future and from the anxiety. And it's so cool how I think the two of us together kind of help bring each other back to this present moment, right? Because like you'll pull, so when we were first like to getting together, you pulled me back and I kind of pulled you back and we brought each other kind of yeah. grounded in a way. Yeah, I, I completely agree. And actually, if I if I could bring back the conversation a bit too about past, present, and future, it kind of thinking about how I described happiness as being like the pursuit thereof, you know, actively doing it. When you're actively doing something, that's in the present. And kind of like how I was explaining as well, if you have a finite thing where you're like, this is happiness, and you grab it, well, now you're no longer happy because that's in the past now. You oh. grabbed it, and it's going in the past. When it's in the future as well, though, like, like it, it's... How do I put this? Like, you, if you have it be a finite thing, then you won't be happy because it's in the future and you can't get there. Then when you do grab it and it is there, it's behind you now, so now it's in the past. But if you're actively pursuing it and that's what you define happiness as, that's that, that to me makes a lot more sense. Absolutely. I don't know if that makes sense how I'm explaining that. but I think that was very well put, Jerome, because there's only thing we have is right now in this present moment, right? The only thing that we have ever experienced has happened right now. What we're currently experiencing is all we have. And so if we think about the future, it will never come because when the future is here, it's now. And then, and then it becomes the past, but it's always now. So if we're always thinking that happiness is right around the corner, 
we'll never get that. Well, because it's always right around the corner. Because we get around the corner and then it's now, and then the future is it's the future takes another step. And so it's about really being grateful and appreciative of what you have right now. But also, as you said, having a goal that you work towards, I think is so important because if you don't have anything you're working towards, you don't really feel like you're growing. And I feel that if you don't think that you're growing or going anywhere, you kind of get stagnant and you just like, because then it all kind of merges together in a sense. Yeah, no, absolutely. I, I completely agree. And um, you always want to be moving in some way. I don't mean that physically. I mean, like just, you want to be moving towards something. Yeah, always, always. Never, complacency. I think back, my mom was not very, uh, not very, uh, what's the word when someone's like nice with like coddling? She wasn't very, uh, she, she, my mom's great, but she was never like very like coddling with words. She wasn't very like whatever. <laughs> and she used to say complacency was the death of a man. And she got the quote from somewhere, but she used to say it to me. And uh, like I said, not only something you'd hear from your mother normally, but she, <laughs> that's just her. You know, she's great. She is the way she is. Love your mom. And, um, Dude, she's she's a riot, but uh, <laughs> but um, but yeah, like and but she, you know, that always stuck with me. Where like, yeah, like you know, like at times in my life where I'm like, ah, like I did it, and I just sit down and relax. I find it to be quite the opposite now, where I'm just like, no, I didn't do it. Like, there's so much more to do. Don't get me wrong, take some time to relax. But I, you know, what I'm saying is just, you know, when you take if you if you sit there and you think like, hey, like I did it, like I did the thing, like all right, good. Like now I can relax and not really work hard and not have any more goals. Well, then when you don't have those goals, you just slowly just, I don't know, it's kind of depressing. And that, you just kind of sit there like a lurch. That's because I think it goes back to this concept of time we talked about. Because as soon as you achieve it and you go, I did the thing. And then you, you think, okay, I am now a person who did that thing. Now you're thinking about something you did in the past. So now your happiness lies in the past of something that you have already accomplished. And so you're thinking about that. And so now your thoughts and all of your, your emotion and energy is going to the past. And that's where mm -hmm. kind of this feeling of depression of, of it's this weight, it's this kind of sluggishness yeah. that comes about it. And for those out there that might be listening that are more like visual learners or like to kind of think of things in that way, uh, and if you're also more apt for like science, then you'd know that space and time are two different dimensions, right? And so think of it this way. There, say there's something that you love or someone that you love. You want to be near them, right? Physically, you want to be near them. Well, time is just another dimension that things get further away. So if you obtain that happiness thing and it's in the past, as more time goes on, you literally get further away from that thing. You you are literally getting further away from that concept. Wow. And that's just another way to think about it. But you're, that, that's true. In the same way that like if you love someone, like whether it be a family member or your significant other, you want to be nearer to them. Well, guess what? That thing that you called happiness is only going to get further away as you achieved it. Because mm -hmm. that's just how time goes. Yeah. Time goes this way. <laughs> that's so well put. I think that's so important. I think that's... And I think what's really important or something that came to mind when you said that is the importance of being able to let go, right? Of being able to let go of things and to not hold on to them as they go into the as the as they go into the past, right? Like they come into our lives and we're grateful for it and we accept it and then to and then to accept it as it leaves our lives because if we hold on to it, right? As you say, 
if we're holding on to something in the past and it just gets further and further away from us, it will, it'll pull us. It will pull us apart and we will stretch. And we will, that's where we feel like we're being pulled in so many different directions, more of an emotional state. And so being able to just let go of things as they go into the past and be able to accept new things. And I think that's super important. Definitely, definitely. And like I said, I, I, if I could say one more thing about happiness, and I brought it up at the very beginning, is whatever that goal that you're trying to achieve is, make sure it's more open-ended. Make sure it's not a finite thing. Like mine right now, if I had to say what my like happiness goal is and what makes me happy, is building, uh, is, 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 I guess, building upon my my connections my friends my family uh and building that relationship with them and those that may or may not exist and by that i mean uh you know like for instance one day i want to have a family i want to have kids and so working towards that you know that goal of of you know i, I got engaged recently uh you know we're gonna get married uh september of next year is the plan ah. hopefully um and then from there you know we want to have kids and so you know, building out those relationships with those future kids. They don't exist yet, but that's going to be something I can look forward to. Uh, working on relationships as well, like my friendship with Tootie here. Like, you know, being able to see or talk to him more frequently. Uh, some of my childhood friends, same thing. Like, I, I have a bunch of friends that are over 20, for 20 plus years now, I've had uh, some a uh, group of a few friends, believe it or not. Um, huh. You know, and building out that relationship and friendship with them, my parents, my sisters. Um, these are all lifelong goals, right? They, they, nothing's gonna, that, that, doesn't, that doesn't change. And it's funny because every time that I strengthen those things, I've found it makes me happier. When I talk to Tootie on the phone, even if it's just FaceTime for 30 minutes, I rarely ever hang up that phone. And I'm just like pouting like, oh, I hate that. No, I have, <laughs> it's great. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I was like, yeah, like that was really cool. Like that felt good. And, you know, I, my parents invite me over for dinner sometimes because they live like 10 minutes away from me. And I'll go over there and like, it's nice. I get to hang out with them and, and that feels good. That's nice. Um, One of not the everyone's goals have to be that. Just make a goal that's open-ended. And so I think that's a, a good point. That's something I am kind of working more on. And I think you've been really good at is that actively doing things that you want in your life, right? Because I found that there was a very long period in my life where I kind of wanted things to happen, right? Like I almost got frustrated because like my friends didn't invite me to hang out or I didn't get to do these things. And I think you've always been a very good person of saying like, you just call people and want to hang out with them. Like you kind of take, you grab destiny and say like, I want to do this and interact with these people. And you take time out of your day to, to kind of reach out to people and kind of hang out and do these things. And so, how do you, you know, what are your thoughts on this type of thing? I I think that, and now this is, this I would put more so as belief than anything else because I, I don't, um, I can't vouch for everyone. And people are going to be watching this go, I'm an introvert or this, that, and the other. Um, and so this might not work for them. But for me personally, I, I really do believe that, that one of the roots to happiness is is people around you, connections and love and positive ah. energy i i just i firmly believe that and i know it's hard for people that are introverts it's like they want to not you know do that i i i'm more definitely extrovert than anything mm -hmm. I, I love 
I do like me. I get it for my dad. Like I, <laughs> my, my fiance, she doesn't hate it. She just is like, oh, really? Anytime we hop in an Uber, I'm sparking a conversation. I'm, I'm, I'm talking to that guy the whole ride. It could be an hour long ride, and we're we're talking the whole, we're talking the whole hour. <laughs> like I, I like I just love to. I'm like a golden retriever. Just send me out. I just talk to anybody. But uh, I I love it. I don't know. I I think the human connection and and positive energy is is the key to to happiness. Um. I, I, you're very wise, Jerome. I agree so much being able to have, and it's interesting because I used to really believe that like there are introverts and extroverts, and this is how, the way that I've kind of seen the world. And I used to say that I am an introvert and I am in some regards of, I'm not really keen to be out with tons of people, but something I've kind of learned is that I thought I was an introvert because I believed that when I was around other people, I needed to wear this like mask i needed to almost put on this personality or i needed to to do things differently when i'm around people right and i've kind of learned it's kind of like you're talking about youtube right like this this over over the top or this uh, over amp personality where you put more energy into it and i realized that it's not really necessary and like sometimes when you're around people or at least certain types of people you feel like you're kind of drained but when you find the right group of people like with especially like our group of friends, Jerome, where it's like the Marg squad, as we call them, <laughs> it's just it's just there's we could we just hang out. Right. Like we could all just sit on the couch and not even talk to each other. And it's just like those good vibes are there. And I think having that is really important. Being able to have the, those types of people where you can just be yourself with. Right. Being able to just yeah. put down that that mask, that guard we put up. Uh, there's a really cool Japanese saying that goes there's in life we wear three masks the first mask is the mask we show to the public and to everyone the second mask is the mask that we show to our close friends and family and the last mask is the mask that only we see this is, and this is the truest form of ourself and i think something about life that has at least given me a lot more happiness and confidence is starting to be more of who I really am to my friends and family and the public and making these three masks merge into more of just one of just who I am. Yeah, I like that a lot. I really do like that a lot. I know you've you've said that uh, before to me, the, the three masks. Uh, what would you call it? The belief, I guess? Story? Yeah, it's like I, a I, saying. Uh, I, I, it's not, saying? not a parable. Yeah, it's some kind of thing that they... Uh, that they say there which i love so much because it's so true that i i think we've all experienced this to some regards but a very distinct memory or feeling came to me where i had growing up as a kid i had a bunch of different friend groups and i always never wanted to get all of them together in one room because i knew that i acted differently just a little bit with every friend group and then I go, if all of them come together, who am I going to be? Like, how do I act in front of all of these people? I feel like it would almost be contra contradicting. So I almost didn't want to get all of my friends together because I felt that I was acting in a sense. Yeah. And, and I, I don't, I feel like it's kind of harsh to think that upon yourself that, that, oh, well, I act differently around other people than I do myself or whatever, and therefore that makes me fake or something like that. Yeah, I, of I don't not. think that's the case. And and to be honest, it makes sense. You know, like when you should have hey, this is gonna sound crazy, but you should have different masks for the different people you meet and even yourself. Like as a friend, and I mean that like 
if I'm meeting someone new for the first time, I am not going to <laughs> act in a way that will make them uncomfortable. You know what yeah. I'm saying? I'm going to be more open, welcoming, etc. I'm not going to be curt with them or short in some way. I'm not going to I'm not going to meet someone for the first d day and then be like, "How are you?" and I'm going to be like, "Well, actually, I'm really going through this hard time." And blah, blah, blah. And then, like, no, they, they, you're you do not burden these people. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, like you're just getting to know them and you should have a different attitude entirely versus someone who's close to you. You can be like kind of curt or short with them or just real with them. Um, but it takes time. If you're like that with the peop everyone you meet immediately, that's not going to lead anywhere. That's not yeah. the kind of conversation you should have. It doesn't make you fake. It just means that this is a different the conversation of a person like may and maybe one day they can get to that point but that's that's fine and having an internal dialogue is uh, extraordinarily healthy and normal um you should probably <laughs> have more internal dialogue it's it's a good thing um it's scary it's very scary sometimes but uh it's good yeah. you know you, you get to really learn more about yourself everyone thinks they know everything about themselves and and they then they don't and they find Sometimes they find out in ridiculously explosive ways. Like, like unfortunately, like, for instance, and I've had them before, like a panic attack. And you're like, oh, my God. Well, I didn't realize that about me. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. But it's like, if I had just taken some time to maybe meditate or, like, you know, meditate and or, like, just take some time to talk to myself in a way, if that doesn't sound insane. I'm not trying to sound like an insane person here, but, you know, like, having that internal dialogue I think that's, probably wouldn't have ended up that way, you know? Absolutely. Probably. I, th <laughs> I think it's I think it's really important to take time to just be quiet, to be silent, and to just, you know, take a time to sit down and, and be with yourself and to hang out with yourself. It's really important to, before you really have any, like, relationships, and I don't mean that, you know, romantically, but, like, a relationship is with friends or family, you want to have a really solid kind of relationship with yourself, right? You want to almost be best friends with yourself where you enjoy your presence, hanging out with you, spending time with you because you're the person that you're going to spend your whole life with, right? Like really. And so you want to be able to like the person that who you are. And in order to do that, you, as Jerome said, you need to know yourself. And so you do need to kind of be able to investigate the internal workings right be able to watch your emotions and watch your internal dialogue right you watch the way you react to the world and it's very interesting what you might say as jerome said you could be very surprised some things might just happen in your life and go wow i i, I didn't know i would react that way you know we all have these kind of these fantasies or we see these things where these people do amazing superhero acts in like these times of crisis and danger and we're like wow that's exactly what i would do if something crazy happened and a lot of people kind of will freeze or something happens right and so being able to learn more about yourself and be comfortable with who you are i think is so important especially on this road to happiness we're talking about yeah absolutely absolutely i i, I couldn't have said that better myself to be honest and um <laughs> Uh, I don't know. Uh, another note of randomness, just, uh, don't be hard on yourself. No. You know, that's, that's one thing is, uh, is don't be hard on yourself. Cause even if you set these goals, even if you say like, I want to do this or I, I want to do this to be a better person, or I have this idea of like, you know, like I want to stop being X, Y, Z. I want to stop whatever. Uh, 
everyone stumbles and falls on the way to doing those things. And like mm-hmm. even myself, like Tootie gave me a great book called The Four Agreements uh, a couple years back. And there's so many lessons from there that like I try to follow and I stumble and fall on them. Like one of the biggest ones is don't make assumptions. Like don't assume what other people are thinking because that's just going to lead to anxiety and fear or whatever. And I still do it. I try <laughs> not to, but it happens sometimes. Uh, and just don't be hard on yourself. That's just part of the human experience. Like you're, you're not going to always succeed at that. And that's okay. You just learn from it. And it's best to try to identify it when it happens. Yeah. And be like, hey, like, that's not what we, that's not what we're, we're working towards. That's not what we're doing here. Absolutely. I think getting, it's so important to not get frustrated or upset at yourself when you're in this process of growing or, or at any point really to get angry at yourself because that doesn't do anyone any, any good, especially yourself. And so when you have Mm -hmm. these times where, you might get frustrated or upset with the outcome of things. Taking time to kind of just go inward and, and to look at it and to, to feel it and to you know breathe into the situation is super important. To really bring this activeness of peace into the world. Because I think that the, the real goal, right? What we all are striving for is to be happy, right? If you know, you can give someone if you give someone a lamp and it has a, a magic genie that can give you any wish you want, everyone's wish more or less is going to be something that they either believe can give them happiness or just happiness itself. Because that's really what we want, right? Like, would you rather have all of the money and power in the world and be sad or ha- live in a cardboard box and be just the most happy person in the world and you just always live every day just in immense joy, right? Exactly. And um, that's another thing, too. Uh, uh, just like a side note, kind of, uh, about money. It's something it, it, a lot of people conflate it with happiness. I think it's important to at least touch upon it briefly. Uh, look up the studies. If you, if you like science, uh, l- look up the different studies on how happiness and, and its relation to money is kind of like a bell curve, if anything. Like, yes, to an extent, like if you don't if you have nothing, right, and you're struggling to even pay for food and shelter, etc., you obviously won't be happy. But then once you make enough to meet your basic needs, it very marginally goes up. And that's about it. Like, it doesn't, it's not like, oh, but then if I make a billion, my happiness goes, no, like, once you meet your basic needs, and then the next big hurdle is once you have enough to do some fun activities on top of your basic needs, right? Like, so, like, basic needs and then fun activities, it kind of just rounds out. It's not like if you make more money, you will be more happy. Mm-mm. Sorry. I, I know we weren't talking about money, but but that so many people conflate it with happiness. Uh, just look at the studies on it and you'll see what I'm talking about. How like there comes a point where money does not make you happier. Like yeah. it just doesn't. Now, once again, people always argue, well, how can you be happy? And you're right, because people who can't afford the basic necessities in life are, are not happier. It's, it's, it's just proven by the numbers. But once you get past that point, it's not like the accumulation of insane wealth is going to make you happy. It's not going to. In fact, um, I would argue that it would actually make you quite quite upset because there's so many more things that you have to do now. So many things that are you have to worry about because now you have all this money or you worry about losing it or, you know, what happens if this. And it, there's so many problems that kind of come into your life. And you're like, oh, yeah, I have all this money. It's It really – another saying that I love is – Look at that poor man over there. All he has is money. <laughs> I like that one a lot. Right? I, th- I, I like think that, that one's one really lot. good. 
So, Jerome, I got a question for you, okay? If you oh, well. if you were able to sit, <laughs> oh no, if you were able to sit down your 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 past self, right? Like maybe 15, 16 year old you. What would you tell them? Like what would what would the advice that you would try to give them in your your role to like happiness? Like what do you think is the best advice that you could give to your past self to help you in learning to deal with, you know, the the anxieties and the worries and you know the goals that you want to work towards in life? I would say that letting go is the most important thing that any problem that seems like it is going to be the end of the universe does not matter and until the day you die no problem is insurmountable to overcome period after <laughs> um, that point that's a whole other story but uh no problems insurmountable sitting there going like oh my god if i fail this exam and then i'm not going to be able to get good grades and then i won't get into college and i won't like like shut up even if that doesn't happen there's still nothing in the world there's plenty of other things out there or like what happens if i i'm just trying to think of an example like oh i went through a hard breakup oh no the world's over i'm never yes you will you'll find someone you're fine like you know what i mean like yeah um no matter what the challenge is and no matter how difficult it seems at the time and no matter how sad it makes you no matter how much you're like i won't be able to pick myself up and whatever you will you don't have a choice you have one way to go yeah <laughs> like i said can't go that way can't go to the past you have this way to go so just let it go try to anyway that's what i tell myself just let it go that's a great i love that so much learning the learning to let go do you oh, think and drink lots of water. <laughs> water i like water dude i drink i drink i drink a gallon a day now <laughs> a gallon, i i've dude, been I'm, I'm pretty far down this already it's so right now it's what is it it's 2 p.m and I am at the 7 p.m. mark. I'm a, this might be a gallon and a half day. <laughs> oh my goodness, Jerome. I'm, I need to drink more water. Recently, I've been getting into yoga and I've been detoxifying my body. <laughs> so I've been stretching. Okay. So I'm not laughing at you. I'm, I'm laughing at, um, at you. <laughs> I just have some funny memories of a good friend, Steve. I love that but yeah I've been doing that and basically I'm uh, it's like I need so much water to help like rehydrate all my muscles and I just don't drink enough water so I was like before we jumped into this I even had a headache because I just didn't drink enough water and so it's so important water is really it's it's so funny because when I was a teenager growing up and I was really you know moody and you know depressed and worried about everything and the life was so crazy and i'd always talk talk to my mom about these things and my mom would always be like just drink water or eat something healthy or go for a walk or just tell these things and i always used to be like mom what are you talking about like that's not going to solve my problems right like that's what are you talking about and now i realize like wow my mom was so wise and i really learned that when i'm like struggling or having negative thoughts you're just not in a good spot just really like a glass of water some fresh fruit or vegetables yeah. and like uh going outside and walking in nature will solve 95 percent of my problems i completely agree and uh I, I think just to summarize that as well and i'm not i am not a doctor i'm not a nutritionist i'm not in anything so i'm not going to give you direct nutritional advice i will leave it at watch and be mindful of what you put in your body 
Yeah. And and don't wear stupid things as a badge <laughs> of honor. I can't tell you how many times I'll have friends that'll be like, oh, like, dude, like I, I can go off of four hours of sleep a night. I've been doing it for the last three days. Well then you're you're no you're an idiot. Like that's not don't wear that as a badge of honor. Close your eyes and go to bed. Sleep is so important for you. Don't uh don't wear a badge of honor like like I know have some friends that are like, oh like yeah, I drink a pot and a half of coffee a day. I've been there before personally as well. That's not healthy. That's not good. And you shouldn't wear that as a badge of honor. It's not a good thing. Don't do that. Stop it. Stop bragging about it. G control yourself. Like, um, I don't know how to put it. I'm sounding like a dad here, but like, knock it off. Yeah, <laughs> like, li Literally, for lack of a way to put it, knock it off. Yeah. Um, just watch what you put in your body and just, uh, and don't wear, don't wear shameful things as a badge of honor. I think <laughs> it that's... is not a badge of honor that you slept four hours last night. Go to bed. It's not a badge of honor that you stayed up till five in the morning. Not a badge of honor that you clocked on 15 hours straight of XYZ video game. And I've done all these things, so I'm not being judgmental. But stop it. Your life will be significantly better when you do. Stop it. Yeah. I'm just telling you from experience. <laughs> that's it. There's a, there's a really great person. Her name's Carolyn Mace. Would, if you... You definitely should look her up, and it's Carolyn, and then I think it's M-Y-S-S, -S, but she says something of if whatever people, she's like an intuitive healer, and she helps heal people from all sorts of mental, physical types of things, and whenever someone comes to her and says they have a sickness, she always says, are you willing to give up that which makes you sick? Because there's so many things in our life that makes us not feel good, that makes us sick that we just need to kind of like let go of right a lot of things that especially kind of anxieties and depressions and these types of things are kind of caused by something in our life that we can can do or something that we can change right it's like ah oh, man like i'm not feeling that great or like i'm pretty pretty not happy right now well what do you do well uh, i play video games all day long and i don't sleep properly and i eat fast food all the time um and I was like, well, you know, maybe if you get some exercise for your body and really drink more water and, you know, and, you know, do some things like that, see what happens to your mental health. And I think that's really important is that you, you be very mindful and watch yourself and, and what's happening yeah. internally, right? See what happens when you eat fast food and you'd be like, you might feel great now, but maybe in an hour you feel kind of tired and sluggish. See what happens when you eat vegetables and see like what, how you feel later. Do you have more energy? Do you feel stronger throughout the day? What happens when you sleep for eight hours, right? Just take mental notes of these things all the time. And soon you'll realize the importance of taking care of this human body that we have. Yeah. I completely 100% agree and especially on the topic of video games like all things moderation is key and it's, it's yeah. something that a lot of people find funny because my career is in video games I play more or less I play video games for a living right that's, that's kind of what I do <laughs> um, I commentate over it too but you know I play video games and it shocks a lot of people my least favorite question I always get is like oh so what games do you play for fun and I hate that question because it's like I don't usually play video games anymore outside of work not that i'm not having fun i am having fun while i'm working but like the point is like i don't play games on the side because like i already clocked on eight nine hours today on yeah. these games like like i don't want to like i i like literally when my work day is done i leave the computer 
and I am out uh, most of the time I'm out the door or or people are coming over people are either coming in the door or I'm going out the door but like mm -hmm. I'm not sitting around and playing I'm usually going out meeting friends hanging out with family if I got nothing else going on I'm taking peanut to the park that's my dog by the way if you're wondering who peanut is <laughs> I'm taking peanut to the park though like I'm not like I, no everything in moderation and it goes for video games it goes for everything in life just just moderation trust me even too much of a good thing. Like, if you were like, I'm working out 10 hours a day, any physical trainer would be like, you're crazy. That's not good. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. there's moderation for everything, including good things. And I think that's, it goes, it, oh, it goes back to that thing we originally talked about with, you know, why people have burnout. And it either comes from, like, an obsession or an avoidance. And I think that's the way to look at it, right? You either... It's you're either really into it or you're trying to avoid something else. And I think when we really dive into something like that, it really it, it can hurt us in the long run. And as you said, you having that ability to have moderation, to do things in small chunks, to be able to have a sustaining and uh, self-sustaining, like sufficient life really gives us so much more joy and peace and happiness throughout our lives because it's almost like i kind of see happiness as this fire that's in our lives that burning inside of us that we need to feed right and so we do things to add fuel to the fire so you know maybe eating healthy will add like a couple twigs here and there right taking some time to go spend with friends will add a little bit more there and as you do things in your life that are positive that help others that help yourself grow that encourages you to do more and better things it adds to this fire that's inside of us and when you have a nice roaring fire going you can feel that warmth and that heat all the time and as the drum says it's not a destination that you get to it's this thing that you're always working on and trying to fulfill and put these things in and so at the end of the day when you lay down in bed you feel this warm fire of joy and peace because you're putting in effort every day as you're doing your best and it, your best is always changing to grow and to nourish and to provide a peaceful wonderful welcoming world for everyone that encounters you know your energy in your life and yourself yeah and i think um i think another note as well to end it on is you know talking about uh i guess the antithesis of happiness where people like to think that happy like the antithesis of happiness is depression what people would tell you and i would argue and there are also tons of other like i said if you like science lots of cool articles out there lots of cool things to read um but they've done a lot of studies on it and it's really loneliness is pretty much the antithesis ah, of happiness i love loneliness. that i love that so um, much so just surround yourself with positive people positive energy um and if you're struggling with loneliness because I'm not going to sit here and say that it's easy to make friends. Maybe you moved to a new place. Maybe uh, you had a falling out with a close group of friends and you're, you're trying to get back on your feet with it. Uh, finding a way to put yourself in a social situation where you find like-minded individuals will help you tremendously. And to make that less broad and more direct, join a club uh, around something you like. If you have a passion for sports well, or physical activity, well, that's the easiest one. There's countless recreational leagues out there that you can just join. Literally, join by yourself, and you will make friends with these people. I, I joined a rec hockey league last summer. I played a total of three games. I got one goal. Proud of that goal. But... Uh, <laughs> 
and then I got too busy and quit. But, you know, uh, the point is, though, like, I made some friends, and I still hang out with those friends, despite having quit the team after only three games. Literally three games, and I made some friends. Um, and sports are an easier way. But maybe, for instance, you like photography. I'm telling you, there's photography clubs out there. Um, you know, social networking helps out a lot with that. If you're an adult, then use social networking like Facebook, etc., or, or one of these other applications, whatever you want to use to find a group. Um, if you're not an adult, uh, I'm not going to recommend you do that because it could be unsafe. So go through your school. I promise your school has clubs or programs that will help you find like-minded individuals for whatever you like. And if you're not in school and you're not whatever, then talk to your parents and have them do research and find something safe and fun for people like you. Yeah. Um, I love that. Just, you know, find people, surround yourself with people, and things will get a little better. Thank you, Jerome. Thank you so much for joining us and sharing your wisdom of what you've learned over your life. I appreciate it, friend. Thanks for having me, man. Thanks for letting me, uh, thanks for letting me talk. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you all so much for joining today's episode of Humans Are Weird. Have a great existence, my friends. And of course, stay weird. See you guys later. I've been playing with dog poop bags the whole time. <laughs>